0: all right welcome in on a friday here on the blitz 1170 it is time to hit up the hotline and welcome in dr chris crane from tulsa bone and joint by the way we are streaming live on the blitz 1170 app as well dr crane how are you on this friday doing well how about yourself not too bad not too bad um what does the weekend look like does the uh, fam gather around for a super bowl festivity do you uh you know find yourself maybe with a few more people in the house do you go somewhere like what's uh, what's sunday look like I think we'll
1: have a small family gathering. Uh, Unfortunately for us, my family... grew me up in a household that's cowboys fans so i think we're <laughs> oh no are our ship has sailed and we're we're now just here for the commercial
0: okay well as are every other cowboy fan <laughs> that happens to be out there right now as well do you have the menu picked out that's the most important thing and do you have any influence over said menu uh
1: well i try to influence the desserts in particular i feel that's where i can have the most good uh but i think the menu is still up in flux so we'll we'll have to see how this uh, plays out
0: All right, what's your go-to dessert? I've got it. You know,
1: know. I'm just a fan of brownies, and I I haven't had a good one in a while. Maybe it's a craving, but we're gonna we're gonna make sure there's some good brownies available for us. Okay, uh,
0: so are you a I need walnuts on top of Brownie Guy or anti walnuts on Brownie? I can be persuaded either way. Okay. It's more important that we're chewy, we're
1: warm, we're full of chocolate. That's that's the three key ingredients. Uh you know, it, that's that's the centerpiece.
0: I'm like you. I it, I don't have to have it one way or the other. I actually like walnuts separate, so I mean if they're on there good, but uh I I just don't want a mouth of dry brownie. Like that it needs right. to be good and moist and uh that is the, the the overall most important aspect of said brownie. Well, good. I hope that you have uh, brownies in your future coming up on Sunday. So I sent you a picture earlier, and this picture was uh, a simple one of LeBron James on the beach, just enjoying his time. And there was a uh, enhancement on the photo that someone had where they zoomed in on the feet of lebron james now we're also speaking of an individual that has been playing basketball for probably as long as he can walk professionally for 20 plus years he's in his 40s now and doc the picture that i sent to you uh was one of a foot that looked like it It had thousands of miles upon it um how would you describe the foot now is that technically a what is referred to as a claw toe? Or is that more of a hammer toe? There is a difference between the two, and I think this is something that a lot of people deal with. Just not even just professional athletes that whose feet are just ravaged after all the years of abuse they put on them. But this is a pretty common thing that a lot of people suffer from.
1: It's it's not that uncommon, and it's definitely something that we see chronically. Like you said, he's he's got a lot of miles. He probably just on the basketball court alone. He's got a lot of miles uh, on these feet, and so that's something that leads to stress. On the joints of the toes over time and what you see is this imbalance especially I think in that particular photo that you sent me in the the big toe where you see almost this kind of bunion deformity where the the forces that hold that joint stable have not stayed balanced and that's what we see the same with bunions we see that with hammer toes we see that with claw toes all of these are different deformities caused by various imbalances across these joints A common theme is that, especially with the claw toes and hammer toes, that the the joint where the foot meets the toe gets hyperextended. And you can think of this as a running motion, that toe being extended back repetitively over and over, do that millions of times, and you start to lead to this laxity and this injury over time to the extension side. And that sort of ends up causing this instability in the toe. And so as you talked about just a little bit too, there's a difference between that claw toe in that hammer toe, and it has to do with the instability at the last joint in the toe, that farthest knuckle in your toe. Uh, In a claw toe, it's it's angled downward. It's flexed, and so the toe kind of looks like a claw because it's got that last little hook pointing downward, whereas in a hammer toe, that final joint is actually hyperextended back, and so you get this little upward point at the end, and so they look a little visibly different, but they they structurally uh, both come from a place of instability in the toe and in the foot
0: okay so the the photo, so I could describe it more to the audience, basically, you take lebron 's big toe and you curl it in underneath the toe next to it. i mean it doc it looks like that you know the the toe next to it is actually sitting on top of his big toe. Uh, his pinky toe, if you didn 't know LeBron James from just another random dude, you would think that he was born with his pinky toe almost being on top or on the side of the toe that 's next to that toe uh next to his pinky toe i mean it 's it doesn't look comfortable. So that's, I guess my next question is, in terms of pain, what's, what's the comfort level? And how the heck does LeBron James do what he does with his toes looking <laughs> like that?
1: Well, the, just because the joint is unstable doesn't necessarily mean that you've got a tendon that's torn. Okay. And especially in, in bunion deformity, it's more of a deviation of the joint and a rotation of the joint. But the tendons themselves are still intact. And so what it tends to do more than anything is that shoes can be wildly uncomfortable, especially with the bunions, because that inner side of the foot has so much more prominence at that joint where the big toe begins. And so that leads to a lot of discomfort in certain types of shoes that have narrow toes. That compress that area. So that's one of the things that you'll see with treatment of these, and they really do try pushing really hard on conservative management because the surgeries are usually not small procedures. Um, they'll try to do things like pads. You can get spacers, uh, different types of orthoses. Maybe you have flat foot, and you try to correct that and see if that helps the mechanics of the feet. Uh, but it really comes down to the shoes that you're wearing. Uh, and in his particular case making sure that there's nothing narrow about where those toes are uh and helping him not to have compression on the site where that toe has swung out a little bit at the base.
0: So I was watching um a procedure here online. It's basically I I just plugged in hammer toe and claw toe correction, okay? And I'm watching a procedure right now. You just mentioned that that it's not a, you know, a small procedure. Um, one, that looks like the worst to try to go through right now. So walk me through a little bit of what some of these procedures are are like to try to correct some of these issues because, my goodness, I don't don't think I was prepared for that.
1: Yeah, they're they're definitely more involved than I think you think going in. Uh, And I'm not a surgeon, so I I can't speak to it as uh, detailed as the surgeons uh, would be able to. But essentially you're trying to adjust the mechanics at the toe. You've got the top of the surface that's more of the extensors. You've got the bottom of the surface that's more of the flexors. And you're trying to adjust the balance of those tendons on these joints and try to correct the deformity by maybe cutting a tendon here and releasing that area or shortening or lengthening one. And these are not small surgeries. These are corrective anatomic surgeries. And so the recoveries are not small. And and two, the results aren't usually more of a try to get the pain to go away they're not necessarily going to restore a perfect looking foot and in some cases especially with with bunion surgeries you can end up with complications where the toe is overcorrected, or maybe you have a recurrence of that hammer toe because it didn't stick it didn't last Uh, and so these are not small surgeries to correct uh, and they're they're definitely not short recoveries and so again it really comes down to symptoms if he can manage how he feels and still be the athlete he needs to be. They're not going to necessarily do anything about this other than try to keep it calm, keep it from flaring up, uh and and keep him active.
0: But okay. Yeah,
1: as you as you found, not
0: small at it, all. No, not at all. And I uh, uh, the, the minute I saw them basically drill a hole through multiple toe bones and then <laughs> implant something in, I thought, "Oh, my my goodness. Um <laughs> please tell me if this is correct or not. Uh and there's probably a, a proper term for it. Is a bunionectomy like really what they call it? Bunionectomy system surgical technique. <laughs> that is what it's called. It's yes, and
1: anectomy is generally used for you know putting a hole or a removal of something, and so uh, like an appendectomy is a removal of the appendix. So it, it does kind of illustrate the uh, intensity to which they they surgically address this. And okay. So it, it is definitely in a bunionectomy a corrective surgery they're trying to fix the rotation that's caused some of this deformity and again they're trying to adjust the balance of the forces on the joint uh, and so that it's not uh, all imbalanced pulling one way and not the other.
0: That looks awful as well. That one might actually even look worse from what I'm watching but I I think Uh, the the uh, orthopedic um, elements that you can do to try to fix this with without actually having a procedure. So I stumbled across a video that was basically a brace that someone put on the big toe, and on the side of it was a dial, and they were trying to click it and and pull the big toe back into position. I don't know if that's a real one or not, but but the toe spacers I see right here, um, and, and that's kind of been a growing, I guess, theme anyway. I've, I've seen that in like yoga videos and people pushing all these products, mainly because I'm on Instagram and TikTok too much about trying to improve the quality of your feet. Like toe spacing is a, is a, a pretty, um, I would say popular item right now, at least in the Instagram, TikTok world.
1: Yeah, and spacers are definitely something that with bunions we look at trying to do just to, again, keep them from piling on top of each other. And that was one of the things you could see prominently in that picture was the second toe just kind of diving underneath the top. And I do think they kind of caught a mid-stride, which doesn't help the analysis of what on earth is actually going on in the picture. But Mm -hmm. um, it's something that spacers are something that we'll try to use, Uh, again, modifying your shoes, pads on the sides, especially on the side that's rubbing against the shoe where it's most prominent there. Um, and then, if you do have other foot issues to begin with, things, especially flat foot, which we call pes planus because Latin's more fun than English, uh, things that you try to address are trying to also keep the bunion from progressing.
0: Well, I, I'm glad that we're able to talk about this because. Um... I mean, listen, we all hang around friends and sometimes we happen to be, I don't know, at the pool or even at the beach or at the lake and you look down and you're like, whoa, you know, that kind of catches you off guard a little bit from someone that might be suffering from some of this. Uh, But there are options that are out there for you if you do find yourself suffering from bunions or or hammer toe or claw toe you can go and get that looked at and uh, try to uh start to correct the process but yeah i I saw that photo and thought oh my gosh i don't even know how that dude runs up and down the floor every night so good injury or good information there for sure doc we appreciate it man thank you so much for taking a few moments to come on with us hope that uh you get those brownies with the clock ringing in the background guess what it's the top of the hour and i can't thank you enough for uh, taking a few moments to come on with us Appreciate you as well. All right. That is Dr. Chris Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170. It's streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. You know what time it is, Scott. It's time for you to go to TulsaBonaJoint.com and check out the website right now. That's exactly what that sounder meant. When you do, you can go and look at all the different types of uh, physician profiles that they have on the website. You can look at all the individualized locations that they have that are near you and the Broken Arrow location coming soon. That's Tulsa Bone & Joint, tulsaboneandjoint.com. Take a time out and come back with more next year on the Blitz 1170.